Hello world, I'm Jared Cunningham. This is the Freelance Forum 2021 webinar series. This is the fourth Freelance Forum webinar and the first of the autumn 2021 series. Uh, so first some housekeeping. The Freelance Forum has been running for several years now, organized by the National Union of Journalists and supported by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, Sectoral Learning and Development Programme. So with that out of the way, I'm going to introduce James Doherty. James is a former NUJ president and a former chair of the NUJ in Scotland, and he's a senior communication officer at the NHS in Greater Glasgow Clyde, so he's probably been very busy during the pandemic. But uh, the reason he's here today is because he's also worked as a screenwriter. He started writing for Brookside when he was 21 and went on to uh, work as a scriptwriter with the BBC between 1995 and 2009, while also working as a journalist Scotsman and as a media manager. James, I've gone on too long, so I'm just going to shut up and let you talk. Um, uh, thank you, Jared. Um, I take it everyone can hear me okay? Yep. Um, uh, it's good to be here uh, today. Um, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit um, about uh, uh, becoming a screenwriter, scriptwriter. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of an essential guide um, as to how to do it. Um, a few pointers. Um, and some understanding of where we are um, in the industry just now. Um, uh, and hopefully, um, plenty of opportunity to ask questions um, uh, that hopefully I can actually answer as well. So um, please don't worry about taking notes or, or anything else as well. Everything that I'm going to um, say here and discuss, um, you'll have a chance uh, to get it. I'll send it on um, uh, and uh, I'll have all the links everything else to um uh, so please you know uh, feel free but i'm doing a bit of talking first before we we get to the, the um uh, the actual questions and answers so a wee bit about me um as it says um i started writing for brookside when i was 21 um half a lifetime ago and a wee bit more um uh and someone from the east end of glasgow from you know, a fairly very working class um, background. That wasn't the type, kind of career choice that that would spring to mind um, for someone from Parkhead. Um, but I was always a keen writer. I was always interested in writing. And at school, I managed to do a, a little competition with a BBC that my teacher had saw in the Guardian, um, uh, and that got me into a process which eventually saw me become uh, a paid scriptwriter and writing for something like um, Brookside when you had bodies under the patio and the UK's first lesbian kiss and all sorts of other things was just incredible um, experience um, uh, and a way for me to, to learn about that craft. Um, I went on from um, Channel 4 to, to write for a soap opera on Channel 5 when it first started called Family Affairs. I wrote for The Bill on ITV. Um, I, I wrote for various other shows um, and... Uh, helped uh, launch uh, a Scottish soap opera which still runs to this day called River City um, on the BBC. Um, I've been involved in teaching script writing, um, particularly Border Union, um, for uh, oh God, uh, 15 years now, I would say. Um, uh, and those courses have successfully um, uh, translated online. Um, uh, and the next course, Hot Off the Press, if you want to do it after having a retaster here today, um, is on the weekend of the 20th and 21st of November. Um, I'll give you uh, 
the email address of who you need to contact if you fancy signing up for that. It's uh, over two sessions, over three hours um, each day, three hours in four hours, so you get a break each hour. Um, uh, it's not too onerous, um, and it's 60 quid for the two sessions for people from outside Scotland. In Scotland, you get it funded, but unfortunately, you guys are, are over in the Republic, so uh, are over in Ireland, so it's a wee bit more difficult for us to, to be able to do funded courses for you guys. So... That's enough about me. Um, I've been around the media block, as, as Gerard says as well, journalism, um, PR, uh, the whole kit and caboodle, and indeed our union. Um, but I suppose one of the first things to ask is, what is, it, what is it a screenwriter does? So a screenwriter isn't just film uh, and TV. Um, you could be writing for documentaries, commercials, video games, music videos, online content, educational material. You're paid to write scripts, screenplays, teleplays, Treatments um, that include strong concepts, coherent themes, well-structured plots and dynamic characters. But the main thing to remember is that with the world changing and content becoming um, ever more diverse, um, there's so many more opportunities um, for uh, scriptwriters and screenwriters to, to get a start. And market is big. Um, uh, and I've just uh, head of this session, I, I was looking at the latest figures um, that I could find last year in the UK. Um, and sorry, I don't I don't have too much information with regard to Republic. Um, but last year in the UK, BCI TV Channel 4, Channel 5 spent £1.16 billion on programmes from UK production companies. Now, that was down 10% because of the pandemic, but it's expected to show a big uptick this year and next, um, even though BBC budgets are being squeezed by the current Tory government. BBC normally spends about £250 million on new commissions each year, so that's that's a significant amount of money going into new writing um, and new uh, production. Um, the big disruptors, the new kids on the block, and that new now, but Netflix um, uh, spent £750 million on shows produced in the UK um, uh, in 2020. That was up 50% on the previous year, making more than um, 50 TV shows and films um, in the UK and uh, associated markets. Amazon Prime and Disney Plus are also investing in UK production. See things like Ted Lasso, which has been a huge success. Um, uh, and their spend is only expected to increase as well. Then um, you've got the likes of um, Sky and uh, other digital platforms who are spending on UK-based content. Um, and, you know, things which people don't necessarily always associate as well, but things like Nickelodeon, a huge amount on, on kids' TVs uh, uh, um, here. So there's a big market out there. Um, uh, and one of the things which I hope to be able to do when we look at the course um, uh, that hopefully some of you might want to come along to is, is well, how do you break into that? How do you, how do you become... Uh, a screenwriter. Um, and one of the first things I would say is you, and I'll, I'll go through a few hints and tips here, but I won't, I won't labour too much of them. But one of the first things you should be doing is studying other screenplays. You know, if you're not reading scripts, uh, if you're not understanding how things are put together, then you won't know necessarily how you're going to do that yourself. You're all writers um, of some uh, shape or form um, in this forum today. Um, so you'll understand what it's like uh, to put together stories, but also how 
for different channels and your different markets, then you have to actually um, uh, be very uh, aware of how to do that. Now, I'm conscious of the fact that some of you are in the Republic um, uh, and uh, accessing some resources might require um, uh, using a VPN, but one of the first and best resources that I have to recommend to you is um, from the BBC, and it's called The Writer's Room. Um, I'm going to share my screen if I can. We'll see if it works. Um, please tell me if you can see that screen, can you, Gerard? Excellent, thank you. Excellent. So this is the BBC Writers Room. Um, uh, as I said, if, for those of you in the north, no problem, you can click onto it, but hopefully others, I'm sure, have things like a VPN and you can get into this. This if, if I had this resource 20 years ago, 20 odd years ago when I was writing, it would have been outstanding because it has so many of the opportunities and so many of the different ways that you can understand what things look like. So when I was starting out, I didn't know what a script looked like. You know, I didn't know how it was formatted. I had no idea what it was like. But here in the writer's room, you've got things like the script library and it's got children's it's got movies it's got radio comedy radio drama tv comedy tv drama and all of the latest um productions are out there you know so take a wee look at sally rooney's normal people and if you want you can download the script and you'll be able to see what it's like now for many of you that don't know what a script looks like you know this this can all be really quite um, uh, difficult to understand. So see one exterior of Marianne's house afternoon, it's March, a large imposing blue door, etc. before you get looked. So you've got a lot of description um, and stage directions and action until you get down to the first dialogue. Now, I'm, I'm not going to go into to this too much today. We certainly don't have the time, but that kind of resource um, is incredibly, incredibly useful because you can then, if you want to, start watching that on the iPlayer or, or whatever the equivalent is. Um, and while you're watching, you can read along and see how a script is actually put together and how you can then um, think of how you're, you're going to do yours yourself. The other things they've got here, which are fantastic, are opportunities. So by and large, these, these are UK-based um, opportunities, but there are some which are um, uh, available to people from out with the UK. Um, there are uh, script writing uh, competitions across the piece. And as I understand it, um, uh, in Ireland, um, there's been some investment in, um, uh, as part of the National Screen Agency, there's been some investment in uh, developing new talent opportunities out there um, and you should keep an eye on those and see if there are anything you can do but when you go through the resources here you can start to get um, things like script writing essential all, all the different um, uh, things which show you what it's like to be a, a script writer and that's really important because it will help you um, uh, in and what you're you're trying to achieve now. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. So that's a really useful resource. And if there's, there's one place which you know I would hope you would go and have a look at things 
um, after today. It's certainly that. There's just a huge, huge amount um, of uh, different things to do. Um, the second thing to do is to, to learn about the format, the screenwriting format. So, you know, you know if you're writing a, a, a news piece for a tabloid, it's going to be very different to writing a news piece for um, uh, the Irish Times um, or, you know, um, uh, writing a piece for um, television broadcast. You need to understand the for format. You need to understand how, how you can do that. And again, you can do some of that um, on the... Uh, BBC uh, resources and websites. There's a lot of websites out there which can help you with, with some of those. But the one thing which I can never teach people, and I always try and, and get this across to folk, is I can't teach you ideas. So I can teach you how to uh, format a, a piece, how to put it together, how to create your, your story, your plot, your characters. Um, but I can't actually teach you the number of the idea, but you can um, start to think of how you create your concept, um, what it feels like to understand where your world is, how it's set um, and how it, it goes across. And just a wee example here. So it's something called a log line. Okay. And a log line is just a wee couple of sentences, one line, if you can, that describes your, your project. So, um, you may um, know some of the famous ones, um, uh, such as, uh, you know, um, things like uh, Alien, in space, no one can hear you scream. You know, that's a log line um, uh, that tells you exactly what that film's about. Physically, in space, you can't hear anyone scream because it's a vacuum. But if you're up against an alien and it's picking you off one by one, then you've got that fear and everything else. One of my favourites is Jaws 2. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, um, uh, a very comedic look at what is um, a fairly um, dark uh, movie. But here's a wee long line I've just worked up. Um, so, say, say the, the, the title of the, the piece is Afraid of the Dark. A young boy who's afraid of the dark loses his favourite ball when it slips from his hand and rolls into the basement. So, you've got a flawed character there, a boy who's afraid of the dark. You've got a clear motivation, you've got his favourite ball. And you've got the opportunity for James overcoming his fear of the dark. This concept intertwines both our plot and character arcs. So you, you can just think of a situation um, which provides conflict and then how you take that forward and establish it. That's how you go along. And then the next thing for you would be building that plot and structure and thinking about how you do, how you turn that into a concept. So... One of my favourite um, ideas for concepts and ideas is can you can you compare it to something that people already know? So people will, will say, do you know what? My movie, my idea is it's die hard set in the Scottish Highlands, you know, an action movie set in the Scottish Highlands where you know, whoever it might be um, and chased through uh, uh, different mountain passes and all the rest of it. Um, uh, if you can explain your idea and your story in a fairly concise and simple way, then people are going to get an understanding for it, um, an idea for it. But the thing that really makes um, a good, strong story is characters. You might not remember necessarily the story of Die Hard, but you will remember John McLean. And you will remember Hans Gruber, the, the terrorist played by um, uh, uh, 
what was his face? Oh, crikey. Anyway, it'll come back to me. Um, but developing characters is, is the most important thing because it's characters who you remember. They're characters who drive the stories. So when you're developing your characters, you should be thinking about how you look at their traits, their trends, their beliefs, their motivations, and all of the things that pull them together. Um, think about how you would ask uh, somebody like Phil Mitchell. So if you call Phil Mitchell an idiot, How's he going to respond? Well, he's likely to throw a punch at you. But what if it was one of the Derry girls you called in? They'd probably respond with a sharp, witty response that cuts you right to the core. When you're thinking about characters, you're having to develop your rich characters who are alive, who have a backstory, who have a past, who have conflict and ideas that clash with other people in your story. And then you can do that. You can build them into your script. So... You're taking something like that, that young kid who's afraid of the dark. Um, how, how can you show what kind of character he is? Well, you can have him saying that he's he lost his ball. So that's an external conflict. The internal conflict is he's afraid to retrieve it because it's fell down in a dark place. We want him to fight his ball, but we also want him to overcome his fear and the conflict in our character supports our theme of bravery. Um, one of the things you might want to do on something like that as well is um, have something a wee bit more visual. So it's very important to remember that script writing is a, it's a visual medium, um, whether you're writing for TV, or stage play, um, or if you're writing for film. Um, radio drama is different. Um, I could spend a long time talking about how you do that because um, you can't really have uh, no dialogue when it comes to radio drama. But when it comes to something which is visual, um, then you're thinking about much more of what's not said rather than what is said. So your actors and the directors and everyone else have to bring something uh, to the party as well. But if you want to learn a lot more about that, please, please do think about signing up for the Introduction to Script Writing course. But once you're starting to write, how do you get your foot in the door? Well, one of the things you've got to do is start um, uh, creating your own portfolio. So do you know what? Just like everything, you're going to have to practice. You're going to have to get into the habit of writing, um, whether that's writing 10 pages a day, 15 pages a day, then that's absolutely fine. But don't make the mistake of jumping straight into writing dialogue, okay? Dialogue, at the end of the day, is the icing on the cake. You really need to start off with a good synopsis, a strong idea of what your story is. So if you are looking to sell your story um, uh, to a producer, uh, to a production company, um, then they need a really abridged version of what it is. A really good synopsis um, should fit into just one page. Okay, so a log line is that that nub of your story in just one one sentence, if you can. A synopsis is one page, and then a script outline it would be a much more fleshed out version of that. Um, something which we call beat sheets, where you're looking at what each individual scene would be in terms of its of its own um, not not dialogue and action, but in terms of just a narrative, a straightforward um, narrative. And then you can think about a treatment. So a treatment is something which is um, a more 
fleshed out version of a synopsis. And I'm going to show you one which um, uh, came from uh, a show called Stranger Things on Netflix. It's very difficult to find good examples of treatments because you, you, you'll get scripts all over the place. That's no problem. But synopses and, and treatments are more difficult to find. Why? Because there's a bit of an art to it. Um, uh, and sometimes there's an awful lot um, of money spent on it as well. So let me see if I can um, bring this one up. I'm hopefully hoping it, it is. But when it was um, uh, an idea, the team called it uh, Montauk, which I believe is a, a place in uh, Northeast uh, United States. Um, and they said, Montauk is an eight-hour sci-fi horror epic set in Long Island in 1980, inspired by a supernatural classics of that era. We explore the crossroads where the ordinary meets the extraordinary. Feeling of fear and wonder as Elliot approaches a fog ground shed in E.T., the helpless dread that consumes Chief Brody as he watches a boy in his raft dragged under the water by an unseen monster in Jaws, the crackling television and poltergeist, the horror of a cackling clown in It, the friendship and adventure of Stand By Me. So, so if anybody um, uh, here has seen Stranger Things on Netflix, that is it. That is the show. There's no doubt about it. Um, but what they've done here is they've used imagery and stories that we all know and we all love from, you know, popular culture. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with actually setting your idea within story worlds that people understand. Because one of the things that people often say is there's no such thing as an original story. Well, there is. There's your take on the story. That's how you do it. Now, this, this goes on for quite some time and I'm happy to send it, but... You know, it talks about the story, um, and then it talks about the characters and their relationship and the structure, the beginning, middle, and end. And it has all of this. Now, they spent an awful lot of money getting a, a graphic designer to, to look at all of that. And, you know, I'm not suggesting at any point you should be doing that. But when you start to get an idea and it starts to flesh out in a way uh, that you understand, then you should be thinking about, okay, how can I bring this to life? Um, uh, how can I do this? So one of the things to think about after doing that is to write an original spec script or speculative script. Um, it, it, it's a difficult thing to do, but um, if you can actually commit to writing, say, the first episode of what you're writing or, say, the first 30 pages um, of a film idea, if you commit to doing that, then it shows two things. It shows A, you've got a commitment to what it is doing. You're not just trying to sell an idea. It's a bit conscious to sell an idea. It's your idea and how you do it um, that makes a difference. It also shows, and the great thing about being journalists in here is you understand what makes a story, your writers. It also shows that you have some of the skills necessary to actually be a writer and a screenwriter. Um, but we're also coming up against the fact that actually, you know, in some of the recent um, markets, um, speculative ideas and scripts are getting pushed up against, you know, um, IP, which has already got and has attracted significant fan attention. So, you know, you've got video games that are getting into movies and TV shows. Um, comic books, Marvel Universe, DC Universe, um, things which you know, are already anchors for a certain audience are, are pushing up against original um, money. Um, 
if it comes to uh, things like um, writing for um, established shows, so Casualty, Stenders, Coronation Street, and all that, I mean, it's hugely difficult and competitive to get into um, some of these shows, as I know. Um, but you can also do a, a sample spec, spec script, which is, you know, um, doing a, a shadow um, version of um, uh, an episode of, of one of those shows. But really, it's when it comes to trying to pitch to get into those kinds of shows, it's about the ideas. So you've got to remember, personally, Coronation Street, you know, has uh, four five episodes a week, all the other five episodes a week, they just go through ideas, they turn through them like you wouldn't believe. And it's about making sure that you demonstrate your ideas and how strong they are for your characters to drive forward, as well as having the particular skills. Next thing to do is to build a portfolio of work. So, so if you, the more you write, the more you're going to have good work. Um, and some of it will be shit, right? And that's okay. That's absolutely fine. Um, uh, but the more work you do, the more you'll start to see really good gems which start to come out from it. Um, and if you can do that um, and show that to um, uh, professions um, within the industry, the more likely they are to take you seriously. Got to remember an awful lot about journalists who moved over to screen and being, you know, uh, massively successful. Um, Instead of just being, you know, another member of the public, the fact that you do have writing that's under your, um, uh, uh, you know, your your list of achievements means that you're you're going to be taken um, that wee bit more seriously. Another way that people are trying to get into the business now have been for some years is um, doing it themselves. So you know you can. You can do your own wee short film um, uh, if you've got, got no enough uh, young people who are um, passionate. Then you know uh, you can go and um, make those connections and see if you can find people to to help make and produce a wee short film. It's one of the best ways to get eyes on your work and get that wee bit of buzz on something, particularly in things like YouTube. Um, other things that you can do is uh, you can join writing groups. Um, there's some fantastic groups out there uh, on Facebook um, uh, and you can um, get ideas from people. They can You can share your scripts. You can see what um, other people think are thinking and it helps to put yourself out there. So there's all sorts of different um, uh, contests um, which are open to writers. Don't be spending a fortune. Some of them are just about trying to take your money. Um, uh, uh, but there are others, so there's one over in the US called The Blacklist for $25 a month. Um, professional readers have a look at your script and then they get a numerical rating and the higher they go, they load up the blacklist, they go, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, there are contests, there are different things to do. I'm sure there's plenty over um, in, in Ireland as well. Um, when you're thinking about putting yourself out there, don't be putting out anything until you've rewritten what you're doing so nobody sells um a first draft um uh, in fact i think it was hemingway that said that the first draft of anything is shit um and it's absolutely the case when it comes to scripts um when you're writing something put it away put it in the drawer um print it out you know because you should be reading it you should be reading it out loud to understand if it actually makes any sense or if it just sounds like um, a derivative um, a, a narrative and something which doesn't work. But after you've done that, put it away 
and then come back to it after a month, six weeks, and you will see things which work and don't work. And it's the rewrites that make the difference. I mean, I can't remember which, I think it was four weddings and a funeral. Um, uh, went through something like uh, 28 rewrites um, before it actually made it to Spain. And that's Richard Curtis, who isn't a bad writer at all. Um, so one of the hardest things I found, particularly when I was younger, was, was, was putting myself out there. And, and that's why I don't talk about this part until the end. Um, so when you're thinking about sending out scripts strategically, lots of big companies now don't read speculative scripts. They just don't have the, the resources. Um, but if you find a production company that is making the kind of things that you like and want to see and your work you want to see out there, then try to find an in with them. It could be a script editor, it could be a producer. Um, and they may say that they're not looking to read an, uh, unsolicited material. If that's the case, find another production company that is. There will be opportunities to be read. Things like the BBC Writers Room, they do have open um, submissions um, and times when you can um, actually put in uh, material for sp specific things. So they've got one running just now for stories based in Coventry, because Coventry is going to be the UK um, capital of culture, for example. Um, I don't know Coventry, so I can't write for that one. Um, the other thing to think about is um, agents. Um, so agents can be good, but only really when you've got a project that, that is already getting a wee bit of buzz, it's already getting a wee bit of interest. So once you've got that and you're a bit more established, then, then fine, you can have an agent. I didn't really want an agent when I was working on... Uh, soap operas because why would I want to give them 10-15% of what was regular money um, and rates which were agreed by um, the Writers Guild here in the UK um, so it, it depends but in saying that they can also negotiate um, decent uh, rates for you on your own project certainly um, but um, it's just it's one of these things again some agents just won't come to you until you've proven yourself, until you're, you've had that wee bit of a buzz. And that could be a stage play that you've written or or something that you've done that's just um, uh, creating that wee bit of a buzz. Um, it's nice when they come to you and, and want to represent you. Um, and finally, um, uh, one of the things to, that um, I would ask you to do is um, don't go spending a lot of money on script writing software. So again, I'm going to try and share my screen. There's some free stuff out there. So let me see if I've got this. I'm going to share this. So th this is one called uh, Studio Binder. And I'll just log into it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> right, that's not coming up, but I'm conscious of time anyway. So listen, I will send you the link to Studio Binder. There's, there's different pieces of software out there um, which you can uh, log into, which are um, really quite easy and straightforward to work with. Um, and they've also got uh, pretty good um, uh, tutorials. The industry standard software is called Final Draft, but again, you don't want to spend that money until, until you've played with some of the off software and seen how it works. Um, so have a look at all of that. I will send you some of these links, but 
that's a wee overview of where we are um, with the uh, industry, um, but some of the basics that you really need to do if you want to go forward um, as a script writer. As I said, the next um, energy introduction to script writing training is on the 20th and 21st of November um, and costs 60 quid for the two sessions, or I'm not sure what the euro equivalent would be. Um, and if you want uh, more info on that, it's Joan M, as in Joan McDonald, Joan M at nuj.org.uk. Um, with that, happy to take any questions, comments, whatever you might want to ask. I know that was a wee bit of a whistle-stop tour, but I'll send all of that on to you as well. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. I realise my camera's acting up. My name's Ronan down in Cork. Um, uh, well, first of all, thanks for your time. Would you have... Any suggestions of two or three of the best TV scripts you've ever read, like particular episodes that you thought were just tight and banging, if you know what I mean? That's an industry term, I'm sure. Um, and maybe this is something you could sit, put up on your Twitter in a few days for other people to, or whatever, but just if something's really stood out to you. So um, what I will do is I will send on some, some links um, so this is particularly, and it's one of the things we focus on on the um, on the course. The first ten pages of the movie Die Hard is a masterclass in writing. Uh, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea in terms of film, but in terms of how you establish characters and establish how something's going to work, it's honestly it's used across the board as as a. Um, if you want to, again, if, if you get the opportunity and, and can get onto the BBC Writers Room, have a read of some of the, the stuff by Jed Mercurio. So, uh, Line of Duty, um, uh, and uh, and I don't know if Vigil's up there, it's not Jed Mercurio, but it's the same production company, um, uh, which is the last big BBC drama that's, that's been a big hit. Um, have a read of those kind of um, shows because, again, these are, these are stories and characters which we know now, but if you're looking to establish your own stories and characters, there is a formula that goes with that, with how you establish them, how you take them in, and then how you play with the audience. Um, it would take too long for me to talk through all of that, but we talk through some of it in, in the, the course which um, we do. But go and have a read at some of them and then watch them over again um, while, you're, while you're reading the script. So while you've got the script up, while you've got the script up on screen, watch it on, on um, the box. Better still, print it off. I know it's not very good for the environment, but um, if you can actually see that and do that, you'll start to understand the, the tone and the structure and the, the speed of things as well, um, which is uh, always very useful. Saying as you mentioned, the industry standard was a program called Final Draft for people not ready to uh, spend that money yet. There's also a free program called Celtex, C E L T X, uh, C E L T X dot com. If anyone wants to try that out, it'll it, it'll allow you a lot of the same functionality so that you can get used to it before deciding if you want, if you want to invest here. Anyway, Celtex works particularly well with um, uh, Macs. Um, another one which works, and it's not got the same functionality, it's quite old now, but it does work. It's called Trailby, um, as in Trailby Hat. Um, that works quite well. It doesn't work well on Macs at all. It works well on, on Windows. So 
There are other ones. Studio Binder is quite new, um, but you should have a look at that um, to add that. It's, uh, it's, got, it's got excellent functionality. I uh, just have a question here as well from Yvonne. Could you talk a little about uh, fees, salary expectations? Sort of the, the money, the money, the money can be really good compared to. Um, uh, Compared to, to journalism, um, it can be outstanding. So if you're writing um, uh, a one-hour episode of something like EastEnders, uh, sorry, that'd be a half hour as it is just now, uh, but a one-hour episode of uh, uh, so a big teledrama, a big teledrama one-hour one episode, you know, £20,000, um, uh, half an hour of a soap opera, five, six thousand pounds, seven thousand pounds, depends on the show. Um, but when that starts to ratchet up, and it can ratchet up quite considerably, is on things like repeat fees, um, sales to other territories. Um, uh, yeah, I used to call that free money because it was money you just weren't expect- expecting and it would come in a wee check, um, a bit like the uh, you know. The Office Licensing Collecting Society in the UK, you, you, you get money that comes from, from reproduction and reuse of different things. Um, when it comes to things like movies, um, so if it's a, a US-based movie, the Writers Guild over there has, um, uh, again, um, a minimum. So for a, a budget movie, it would be at least $150,000, for example, but then it can go a lot more as well. So... You know, there's, um, there's different amounts of money. There's The other thing as well is you don't actually have to necessarily sell um, a, a full script. You might be selling the treatment. You might be selling the idea. Um, and then you get money, what called development money, to go and off and help develop it and turn it into a fully-fledged script or do the, the, the full treatment. Um, uh, so... Um, there are fees and, and salaries um, that are out there that are set down with, you know, negotiated by um, the, the unions in the UK, but it, it can be it can be really good. Um, but it can also be just a few hundred quid for a sketch for a comedy show, you know. Um, so a, a quick sketch of, you know, one minute, two minutes might just be, you know, 300 quid. So um, it, it, can be, it can be quite a lot. Uh, uh, and certainly if you get a, Good gig on one of the big shows. Um, you could easily be earning um, seventy, eighty thousand pounds a year, maybe a bit more. Um, uh, and it doesn't take up all of your time. But and here's the, here's the, the 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 difficulty part. You guys are freelance. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm I work and I work mostly full time. I do a bit of script writing now on the side. But um, when when I was younger, you know the. The precarious nature of it meant I was just a wee bit wary about, you know, jumping in with um, both legs to be full-time scriptwriter. The older I get and the more comfortable I am, the more I'm thinking about jumping back in. Um, and I've got a few ideas that I want to put across. So, yes, the money can be good and it certainly can be a lot, lot better than um, uh, journalism, that's for sure. It occurs to me that better than journalism is sometimes a very low bar to clear. <laughs> Uh, other question I have from Glenda. Uh, could you say a little bit more about uh, what kind of things should be in your portfolio? So in your portfolio, um, what you want to demonstrate is you've got the technical ability to be a, a screenwriter and a scriptwriter. So 
and you're wanting to have um, uh, some scripts that, that, that show character, um, that show structure. Um, that I, 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 like to, I like to call script writing A to C through the middle to B, okay? So a beginning, an end, and the middle is, a, is a, sometimes a really hard bit. Um, if you can demonstrate that you can do A to C through middle B and, and have you know, a cohesive story that's, that's got a structure, that's got peaks and troughs in terms of where the drama or the comedy or whatever it is may be, um, that have got characters who are filled with life and vulnerabilities and aren't just one single tone, um, then you know, that's that's the kind of thing that you should be trying to include in your portfolio. Um, you want to show the best of your work. Now, that doesn't mean to say that it's all just the big key scenes. You know, you want to be able to show some of the nuance and some of the, some of the, the ways that you can write. Um, and the biggest, biggest uh, in terms of that is don't be writing something which what, what we call is on the nose. So don't be writing something which is absolutely... Um, uh, you know, prescriptive. It's less is more when it comes to particularly dialogue because we don't talk in full sentences. We don't talk um, like we're writing um, comments in a news story. And it's a hard thing sometimes for journalists to unpick the fact that you're so used to writing full comments where you're actually putting in the words sometimes to people that, that actually make more sense rather than the airs and the butts and the, the hesitations, all the things that we we want to have when we're um, uh, uh, writing a script. So um, make sure your portfolio's got some of your best work and some of the some of the things which you can you can really demonstrate your your ability and talent. I've got a more specific question here from Glenda as well. If you've made some shorts, should you include like links to I assume to YouTube link pages? Um, I've not made any shorts. I've I've I've, um, I've been involved in some shorts, but have not been my writing. I've been helping to uh, do some training and, and teach others how to do some some stuff. So it's been theirs that I've been um, more involved in. But um, I should probably do shorts. Um, again, I'm I'm not I'm not committing to short films unless I know I'm going to get paid for it now. So. Well, I assume if someone has done some that uh, you know putting up links to. Uh check my YouTube channel or something like that would be a good there's, there's some There's some excellent shorts out there. Um, uh, and again, so shorts are a good idea in terms of showing your ability. Um, I'm also quite keen, and it's, it's much more of a UK thing than a US thing. Um, I'm also quite keen on demonstrating through things like, um, so if you've got a local uh, theatre that does uh, new writers um, things. So there's one in Glasgow called Dorian Moore that does um, play a pint and uh, 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 and a pie. So it's a one-hour um, play um, where people have a pint and a pie as part of the package. And honestly, lots of the writers who started off in that have went on to do much bigger things and, and uh, sort of stuff done on on telly. So there's there's all sorts of different ways in, if you like, uh, where you can do that and. Um, uh, short films are one of them. Writing a play is one of them. Writing um, uh, for radio, radio is obviously you know um, a, a different kind of skill, but um, you can you can you can. So if you if you're writing if you write a single drama on on, on um, radio four, which still does those, um, 
you could see what how it works with an audience um, before you think, okay, is this going to be a 10 part for BBC Two or Channel Four or Netflix or something else? Saying that some people produce their own audio dramas as podcasts uh, these days. Uh, sometimes they go on. There was a a 10-part uh, American TV series a couple of years ago with uh, Julia Roberts and Shea Wiggum were in it, among others, uh, which started life uh, as a 10-part as fiction podcast. So that's also a way for people to hone their skills, I suppose. There's, and, you know, Gerard, you know, we've, we've got um, uh, journalists in this room who have come across incredible stories, okay? So you know, you, you guys don't have to look far for inspiration. You can you can you remember some of the, the most incredible stories that you've worked on, um, and they will lend themselves to the screen um, in some way, shape, or form. I I want to read a book by um, actually, it was something I heard on the radio when I was away. I was on holiday last week, um, and it was the Irish state pathologist, a Scottish woman from from Glasgow who's just put out a book um, uh, about some of the most famous deaths. And I'm just thinking to myself, as I was hearing her talking about it, I was thinking, God, there's so many good tales to be told here. There's you know, an Irish version of Silent Witness um, waiting to be done from this woman's um, uh, 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 factual novel. So you know, there's just so much out there that you can find inspiration from um, uh, uh, and look to, to, to work with or adapt or, or put together um, in a different way. We've got a question, now's your chance. Uh, raise your hand or unmute your microphone. Otherwise we'll call it a day, it's coming up. So Mark, Margaret's, got, Margaret's got one in the chat about adaptations and off. We'll only send a treatment to a producer or script first episode also. Um, if you're a new writer, if you can do some of the script, that shows that you've got commitment and hopefully you've got some of the, the skills as well, particularly if it's an adaptation of a novel. So there's so many novels out there um, that people, people do. People sell. That's one of the ways novelists make some money is they, they sell um, uh, the the rights to it and that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get made into a film or a TV show but they've sold the rights and um, someone options that, someone holds the option to make that for three years, five years, whatever it may be um, but if you're going to adapt it then it's usually because someone's already said they're interested in the idea and a novel and they've paid that option fee um, and then you look at um, uh, uh, someone to, to, to write it but if it's your novel, um, then you should obviously have first steps on writing it. But not not every novelist um, uh, writes the scripts for the adaptations. Um, writing is very different from novel writing um, because novels are very much about bringing you into a story in a, a very proposed way, um, uh, whereas script writing, as I said, is about stripping it all back and actually doing an awful lot less of writing and, and more of what's between the lines. Okay, uh, James Doherty, thanks very much for joining me. This has been uh, very educational. Um, to everyone... Uh, this, oh, yep. 
I'll get I'll 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 finish off tightening up some of this today and I'll get it over to you, Jared, and you can share it to the group. No, no problem. problem. I have everyone's email, so you will get some follow-up email materials as, uh, within the next day. No problem. Uh, okay, to everyone thank uh, listening, uh, thank you for joining us. Stay safe and take care. This has been the Freelance Forum podcast, uh, part of the Autumn 2021 Freelance Forum uh, series. In addition to this and other live webinars, we're also adding to the Freelance Forum podcast series with webinars and new podcast episodes uploaded on alternating Mondays. Uh, you can download the Freelance Forum podcast uh, from iTunes or use Podcast or any other good podcast or app. It's also available on SoundCloud. The forum is brought to you by the Dublin Freelance Branch of the National Union of Journalists and made possible by a network funded from the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, Sectoral Learning and Development Programme. Music is from podsummit.com and released under a Creative Commons Zero license. I'm Jared Cunningham. Uh, you've been listening to James Doherty. Thanks for listening. Take care and stay safe. Bye, folks.